Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Jesus, indeed you are the center of our lives, the center of our joy. Lord Jesus, be the center this present moment. Let it be all about you. We pray, Lord, that you minister to us, speak to us. Let us not live here the same we came, but let us live here with a new mindset and a new understanding. We thank you, Jesus. We are grateful to you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Clap for Jesus as you take your seats. And turn with me to Acts chapter 14 and verse 22. Continue in the faith. We are sharing a message on or a series of messages on continue in the faith. Continue in the faith. We have been sharing a lot on this very topic, and we have gone over some things that we ought to continue in in our walk with God. Hallelujah. In our walk with God, there are certain things that we ought to continue in we ought to continue in, and we have been sharing in this church uh, on our weekday service some few things. We said, number one, we ought to continue in the Word. We ought to continue in the Word of God. And number two, what else do we have to continue in? We ought to continue in love. We ought to continue in the love of God. In the love of God. Hallelujah. So that is the love of God. We ought to continue in the love of God. To be conscious of God's love for us. And also be conscious to love God. Hallelujah. Make extra effort to love God. Amen. Amen. We ought to love God. Hallelujah. Wonderful. The next one we learned was what? Is that Sonia? What a shock. Wow. Continue in the grace of God. To continue in the grace of God. We said we need to continue in God's grace. Hallelujah. And the next one, what did we say? Continue in the faith. Continue in the faith. To continue in the faith. And that has been our foundational scripture to continue in the faith. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 14 and verse 22. We said, and when they had preached the gospel to that city 
and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. To continue in the faith. Exhorting them to continue in the faith that these ministers preach the word of God to these cities and they found or they saw a need to come back to the cities to confirm the souls that have been won in that city or in those cities, to confirm the souls, establish them in Christ and exhort them, encourage them to continue in the faith. Hallelujah. To continue in the faith. Now it means that if someone is, has come to your city and has found a need to come back again, not to do anything, but this time with a message to exhort you to continue in the faith, it means there's a tendency for you not to continue in the faith. Hallelujah. It means there is a tendency for you to stop where they left you and not to continue in the faith. It means there's a tendency for you to give your life to Christ and that's it. End it. You have faith to receive salvation and that's the end of it. You do not continue in the faith. Hallelujah. But it is only those who will continue in the faith and continue in the faith and continue and endure until the end. They are the ones who will be saved. Hallelujah. If you give your life to Christ today and you don't continue in that faith, you give your life to Christ today by faith, you receive salvation, and tomorrow you say you don't believe anymore, you are not continuing in the faith. And so you are not saved. But that faith that you receive, that faith through which you receive salvation, you ought to continue in that faith. Amen. Amen. And so the disciples felt that it was necessary, it was important for them to come back, the apostles, Paul and Barnabas, for them to come back to exhort the people, to encourage them, to continue in the faith. And they told them that, and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. Through much tribulation. That means that some of the things that will make you not continue in the faith is tribulation. Amen. Amen. But be aware that we must, through much tribulation, continue in the faith. We must, through much difficulty, much tiredness, much pain, much fatigue, suffering, we must enter into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. It's not an option. It's not trying. We must. We must through much tribulation. We must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So we share that the faith is the basis of our Christianity. Faith is the substance of Christianity. Without faith, there is no Christianity. 
It is through faith that we are saved. It is by faith that we come to say that we are born again. It is by faith that someone who is a sinner, someone who is a murderer, someone who is a thief, someone who is in prison, someone who is a fornicator, someone who is an adulterer, it is by faith that you can say that from this moment on, I am cleansed. And all the things that I have done, they are wiped away. Amen. Amen. It is by faith. And we must, through that faith, continue. Continue. With the same faith. Continue. Hallelujah. We begin with faith, we continue with faith, and we will end with faith. It is by faith we believe that Jesus Christ is coming. Through that same faith, we believe that there is heaven and there's earth, there's hell. Isn't that so? How many of you have seen heaven before? Or you have seen hell before? Maybe someone from this section, you have seen hell before. How about here? Hell, heaven. But by faith, by faith, we believe that we will go to heaven. We believe that there is heaven and there is hell. And by faith, we believe that we are on our path to heaven. Amen. Amen. It will be exciting to see all of you in heaven. Wow. And we will talk about the hard times. The difficult times. Do you remember? One Tuesday evening, I was so sleepy. I couldn't even lift up my hands. And the Lord said, I saw all of that. And I was so glad. That throughout the difficulty, throughout the tiredness, you were still in my house singing praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You see, some of you, you'll be so happy, you'll be so happy that there was a seat in this chair for you to sit down to hear certain things. You'll be so happy. You'll be so blessed. Amen. Amen. You know, last week I was talking to someone. Someone had an issue, and uh, not, from, not from our church, not from Lighthouse, from a very, very prominent church. And I was talking to the person, and they are going through some problems. And as I was talking to this person, I realized that um, you people are very blessed. I realized you are so blessed. You know, as I was talking to the person, I began to thank God for the church that he has given us. I began to thank God for the prophet he has given us. I began to thank God for the things that we know. Amen. Amen. This is someone who has been a Christian from childhood, born into that church, grown in that church, married in that church. And this person is going through certain problems, and I just began to share certain things with this person. And then the person told me, I did not know all these things. I did not know all these things. Amen. Amen. And then something happened that I was hearing a feedback from the spouse and the things that the spouse was saying and the things that the spouse was doing. And if I tell you where the spouse is heading to in the ministry, you'll be amazed. And then to hear that person talking like that, 
And I know, I know that there's no one in this church who will talk like that. I know there's no one in this church who will talk like that about a father or about a mother. Because of what you know. And I could see this person is bringing curses upon himself. Curses. And when I read one thing that you said, I said, ouch, it's like a sword. And I feel, I said, mm, mm. And I, I'm feeling for this person. I said, wow. And I realized that we are really blessed. I said, we are really blessed. Amen. We are really blessed to know the things that we know. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you are blessed to be here. Hallelujah. And you see, sometimes we take certain things for granted. Do you understand? We take certain things for granted. But when that thing is removed from you, then you will know. Sometimes talk to people. You see, and, and see. Even you, you, you realize that compared to, you are a pastor already. Do, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You, you, can, you can see, hey, I'm a pastor already. And you didn't even know. So much has been deposited in you. So much has been deposited in you. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. So we must, through much tribulation, continue in the faith. To continue in the faith. Hallelujah. Last week we learned certain serious things about faith. Very serious things about faith. Hallelujah. We realize that if we do anything out of faith, it is sin. That is what the Bible says. Hallelujah. He said, whatsoever is done not in faith is sin. If you do anything outside of faith, it is sin. Amen. Did you know that? So every day, all the things that are happening in your life, you must live through them in faith. Be conscious of the, the grace of God upon your life. Be conscious. Everything, acknowledge God in it. Amen. Amen. That you wake up and you open your mouth and you are able to talk. Thank God for that. You woke up and you open your eyes and you could see. Thank God. Because somebody woke up and he couldn't see. Somebody woke up and all his eyes were red. Amen. Someone woke up and he says, I felt like a curtain has fallen down my eyes. And that was the end. Little blood clot. Little blood clot that runs through your blood vessels and it occludes your artery and that's it. You can't see anymore. Amen. When you sit in your car and you start it and it starts, thank God. When you move your car and you go through the highway and so many cars, you see, sometimes you're not even conscious of the grace of God. Except that you come to the place where you drive all the time and you see that there's an accident. And there are ambulance, police, many things, and blood all over, and they are taking people. Then you realize that truly, God has been good to you. So when you go and you come back, thank God. 
When you open your door and you come back to, you lock your door, you go and you come back to open it. Thank God. Amen. 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 By faith, you are going and you are coming. Hallelujah. By faith. So we learn so many things about faith. Amen. Amen. We learn so many things about faith. And we ought to walk in faith. We ought to walk in faith. The scripture in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38, it says, the just shall live by faith. It says, but my righteousness, my righteous one shall live by faith. I think that's the, um, the new American standard. It says, but my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. God has no pleasure in the people who shrink back in faith. He says, no pleasure. He says, without faith, it's impossible, impossible to please him. God will have no pleasure in you when you don't have faith. Amen. Amen. How many of you want God to be pleased with you? To have pleasure in you? Yes. So live by faith. He says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You want to please God, you need to have faith. Amen. It says, my righteous one shall live by faith. You shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back to destruction. That means when you shrink back, you are on your way to destruction. When you begin to lose your faith, you are on your way to destruction. Amen. He says, we will not shrink back. We are not, he said, but we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but of those who have faith to the preserving of the soul. We will continue, that means we will preserve, we will continue in the faith until our souls are preserved, until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So he's saying the just shall live by what? By faith. The just, the righteous ones, Beverly, the righteous ones, they shall live by faith. They shall live by faith. And if you don't live by faith, you are on your way to destruction. What are some of the things we live by? What are some of the things we live by? Food. Don't we eat every day? If you don't eat, what will happen to you? You will shrink, you will faint, and you will die. Isn't that so? Isn't that so? Do we need water? Some people want to shrink. (laughs) But you will shrink and die. Amen. We need food. How many of you eat to live? Oh. Some of you don't eat. Amen. Some people, they are so arrogant, they can't even lift their hands up. How many of you eat to live? No, if you don't eat to live, put your hand down, it's fine. When you are in the church, be participating in the church. We, are, we don't have any grown-ups here. We are not grown-ups. We are children of God. Hallelujah. I said we are what? Children of God. Children of God. We are not... Adults of God, friends of God, adults of God, colleagues of God. Amen. 
man of God, woman of God. Even the man of God is a child of God. Amen. I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. I am a child of God. I am just like you. Except that from amongst men, he has chosen one to stand before you to share. That's all. That's all. Amen. That's all. Hallelujah. Where was my position? That was my spot for many years. I sat here and then I was moved there. And then from amongst men. From amongst men. From amongst men. From amongst men. Amen. Seven. If you were coming to church, you see me running. Running around all the time. Seven. So we are children of God. Amen. So we are saying that we need food. We need food. We, we eat. So we live. Amen. Amen. We need water. Don't we drink? Our bodies need water. So we will live. Our bodies need to have water. So we will live. What are other things? Air. We need air. We need air. We need oxygen. Without oxygen, we will be on our way to destruction. Your heart will, you will die. Let us hold oxygen from you for a few minutes. Your brain will die. Your cells will begin to die. You want to try it? <laughs> How many of you want to try it? You want to hold off oxygen for a while? Jackie, you don't want to try it. How about you, Michelle? To turn off your oxygen for a few minutes and see what happens. How many of you, we want to, we want to take food from you for like a month? We want to take food from you or water from you for like a month. Sarita, do you want me to take food from you? How about oxygen? Hold it from you for a month and see what happens. And you see. We need these things to live. We need these things to live. And we don't want them to be taken away from us. We always want to have access to them. Now, the Bible is telling us also for the righteous, the Bible says you will live by faith. You will live by faith. How many of you want to live as a righteous person? So now, let me ask you, how many of you want your faith to be taken away from you for a a, a little while? Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? He says the just shall live by faith. If perchance anyone is taking away your faith, like just like anyone is holding oxygen from you, the person is killing you. The person is choking you. Anyone is having a conversation with you that is making you lose faith and your faith is going down, the person is a murderer and is choking you. He's holding oxygen from you. He says, because the just shall live by faith. Without faith, you are on your way to destruction. When you lose your faith, you are on your way to destruction. Hallelujah. It says, but my righteous ones shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back to destruction. When we shrink back from faith, it's like... Oxygen is being held from us. 
It's like food is being held from us. And we are on our way to destruction. Hallelujah. But you see, you don't want oxygen to be held from you even for five minutes. Beverly, do you want me to try? How about you, Jesse? To hold oxygen from you for five minutes, just five minutes. But you see, we are willing to let our faith go, go, go for months. Let our faith go for months. We don't know that we are dying spiritually. We are dying. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need faith, just as we need food, just as we need water. Continuously, we need faith. We need to live by faith every day, by faith. We need to depend on faith for our daily bread. We need to pray for our daily bread. We need to depend on God for our daily bread. That is why when Jesus taught us how to pray, he taught us to pray. He said, give me this day, only this day, my daily bread, the bread for the day, and so that I will pray again tomorrow, that I will depend on him again tomorrow. Amen. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? We don't want to be like the man in James chapter 13 who says, let us go to such and such and such a city. Do you understand? And do business here and do business there. Let's read that. Is it James 4.13? Oh. Amen. Amen. James chapter 4. You don't have that. Yeah. He says, come now. You who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. You see, this is how we talk. We will go to such and such a city. We will move to Ohio. I've made plans. I'm moving to Dallas. And we will do business. We will, we will get this job. We will work with AT&T. We will work with Verizon. We will work with this. Come now. You who say, today or tomorrow. We are moving tomorrow. We are living today. We will go to such and such a city and spend a year there. I'm moving to U.S. I'm going to spend five years there maximum. I'm going to finish and then I'll move back to Ghana. I'll move back to Nigeria. I'll move back to Jamaica. Amen. I'll move back to Dominican Republic. I'm going to stay here for 15 years I will have my children, let them go to college once they are in school and they have, I'll move back. And engage in the business and make a profit. You see, you have laid all these plans all by yourself. Verse 14, he says, yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You don't know what your life will be. I'm telling you, I am just coming from seeing someone who was strong and he says, he's called me and he said, I was just getting ready to go to work. I was getting ready to go to work and then suddenly I felt this sharp pain. And so I'm on my way to the hospital. I said, go, I'll come and see what is wrong. And the way she, he was describing the pain for a man, you know, I, I, I could perceive that what, I said, oh, it might be this. 
Do you understand? And the location of the pain. And totally, it's a different thing. And so he thought he was going to check, and then I'll come back and maybe I'll, maybe not today, but then I'll go to work tomorrow. Because the way things are, I don't think I can make it tonight or today. I'll go tomorrow. He's not going tomorrow. He's not going the next day. He's probably not going the following day. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He says, yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Wow. That is how your life is. That is how God sees your life. He says you are just like vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. It goes away. Instead, tell your neighbor, instead. Say, instead of talking like that. Instead of depending on yourself. Instead of depending on your ability. Instead of depending on your business skills. He says, instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live. If the Lord wills, first, we will live. If the Lord wills, we will live. If the Lord permits, we will live. If the Lord allows, we will live. If it is the the willing of God, we will live. If God is willing, we will live. So instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. If the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. You boast in your arrogance. Because you have strength, you boast in your arrogance. Because you take in oxygen and it goes down smoothly in your lungs, you boast in your arrogance. But there is someone who tries to take in the oxygen and it reaches the middle of the trachea and it doesn't go into the lungs. Because there is spasm. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? It says, but as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is what? Evil. May the Lord deliver us from such evil. Amen. So you realize that God wants you to have faith in him. God wants you to have faith in him. He wants you to believe in him. And last week I was sharing with you that for you to have faith in God is more important to God than the thing that you do not have. And so if God will cause you not to have that thing so you have faith in him, he will cause you not to have it. So you have faith in him. Hallelujah. So you have faith in him. I believe that if God had such great and mighty plans for Abraham, he could have made Abraham in his youth have a son. In his youth, when he was strong, when he could play with his son, when he could run around with his son. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? When he could jump and have fun with his son, take him fishing, take him sailing, do all kinds of things. He could have. God could have given him a son. Or you don't think God could have given him a son? 
God could have given him a son. But he waited until Abraham was very old. He, he waited until Abraham was very old because he was particularly interested in this man. And he wanted this man to, he wanted to have pleasure in this man. He wanted this man to have faith so that he, God, will have pleasure in him. He wanted to bring out nations out of this man. And so God ought to create a, a, a condition where the man will have faith. Because without that thing, it is impossible to please God. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Without that thing, it's impossible. So God intentionally withheld the son from him. And he promised him, he says, I'll give you. And then the man looked at himself, looked at the situation, and looked at the condition where he was, and he says, Lord, I'm getting old. I'm getting old. You have been talking about this son and nations out of this and out of that promises but I'm getting old. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? I'm getting old. And God says, I'll give you a son. I'll give you a son. And his wife didn't even believe. His wife didn't believe. The wife saw how things are going. He said, this God he has been promising you all these things. All these things. And who is going to inherit all these things? So the wife had to maneuver, get her own way. He says, look, this Hagar that I brought in the house, look, it's, she's mine. You do whatever you want with her and have a son. At least we know that we have one. So Abraham went ahead with a plan, and God says, not this one. I will give you a son. I will give you a son. Amen. Amen. He says, you have had this one, but this is not the one who is going to inherit what I'm going to give you. So continue to depend on faith that you are going to have a son who will have the inheritance. Amen. Thank God for Abraham's faith. Sarah didn't believe. And in fact, when it was the time and God says, next year this is happening, Sarah laughed in her heart. She laughed. This man, you should come to my bedroom. What is happening? What are you talking about? The man, even at this stage, he's not even. So she laughed. She laughed. So I believe that she, she was amazed when Abraham, divine strength, the man was coming. He said, Hey, welcome at this strength. He was amazed. <laughs> I believe Sarah was shocked. <laughs> It's okay. We are, we are on vacation. Children are here in their midst, so we cannot preach certain messages. Amen. She was shocked. By the time she realized she was pregnant, easy. She didn't know how. But she was pregnant fully. Amen. But God wants you to have faith in him. God wants you to have faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants you to have faith. God was taking the people of Israel, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And I believe that he could have taken them to, through another route or to even another land. He made the earth. He says, the heaven and the earth, he made them. 
The earth is of the Lord and the fullness thereof. He made the whole world. And he could have called any place the promised land. Couldn't he? He could have called any place the promised land. <laughs> Even the bronze could have been the promised land. Perhaps the bronze is your promised land. Perhaps the bronze is your promised land. Amen. But God could have God could have saved them the trouble and would have just sent them to the the, the land next to Egypt and call it the promised land and be mighty here. But God intentionally brought them to the Red Sea. Brought them to the Red Sea. Where the people came to, you see, he will always bring you to a place where no man can help you. No man can help you. When there's a situation in your life where no man can help you. Doctors cannot help you. Lawyers cannot help you. Judges cannot help you. Your parents cannot help you. Your pastor cannot help you. The president cannot help you. No man can help you. God is trying to get your attention on faith. God is trying to get your attention on faith. It means God is particularly interested in you. He wants to do something great amongst you. He wants to do something powerful in your life. So he brought the people to a place, to a place where no man could help them. And they were there. Amen. They were there. They are at the Red Sea. And they could see the Egyptians coming. They could see them coming. Do you understand? God intentionally brought them to a place. And the people are coming. No man can help you. The man Moses, you, could look, at, you look at him, he doesn't have anything. The only thing in his hand, he doesn't have a boat, not a ship, not nothing. The only thing he has is his rod that is in his hand. He doesn't have a submarine. So if he had a submarine, maybe 80 submarines, you see, sometimes there are certain things that are taken out of your life so that you have faith in God. Amen. Amen. I believe if the people came there and there were 150 submarines ready to take them and take them under, they wouldn't have worried about anything at all then they will, their faith would be in a man who made submarines. Do you understand? But when they came to this place, there's no one to help them. And then they look back, and the enemy is coming. So the Lord told Moses, he says, what do you have in your hand? He has a rod. And he turned to the people, I have a rod, don't be worried. I have a rod, don't be worried. Let them come. I have a rod. Do not be worried. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? I say God brings you to a place where when you look at what is in your hand, it cannot help you. When you look at your bank account, it cannot help you. 
when you look at your American passport, it cannot help you. When you look at your insurance, it cannot help you. You come to that place. He says, I have a rod. And the people were coming. So the people, what are you going to do with the rod? What are you going to do with the rod? So the Lord told him, pat the rod. And then he hit the waters like that. And then he parted. Boom, like this. Mountains of ocean here and a mountain here. Now there's a dry land. Who will step in? You see? Who will step in? You want the way? There's a way. Go. God will always bring you to a place where you have faith in him. When he's interested in you. When he's interested in you, when God is interested in you, he will bring you to a place where you will have faith in him. He says, these are a chosen generation. These are chosen people, a chosen nation. And he needed them to have faith in him for what he wanted to do with them. He needed them to have faith in him. So instead of taking them to a path to walk or bring some special angel transportation, heavenly whatever, airplanes, heaven airplanes to just lift them and bring them to a place, he says, now here, the water is parted, so go in. And by faith, they step in. Through faith, that the water will not collapse on them. By faith. And by faith, they get to the other end. Hallelujah. Amen. By faith. When God is interested in you, he will bring you to a place where you will need faith. Hallelujah. Where your faith increases. Amen. I say, where your faith increases. When God is interested in you, you realize that even things that are very easy for other people, it becomes very difficult for you. Things that everyone gets so easily, you alone, it becomes so difficult for you. When God is interested in you, things become complex for you. And sometimes people don't understand even why. Why it's so difficult for you? Why it's so complex for you? God is trying to grasp your attention and faith. Hallelujah. God is trying to grasp your attention. When those things happen, it allows you to increase in faith. It allows you to continue in faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you this evening? Wonderful. Today we want to continue with the next thing that we need to continue in. To continue in prayer. To continue in prayer. Number five is continue in prayer. Continue in prayer. In our walk with God, the other thing that he expects us to do continuously is prayer. To continue in prayer. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. Continue in prayer. Continue in prayer. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. It says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Continue in prayer and watch 
in the same with thanksgiving. Watch in the same with thanksgiving. That means watch also in prayers in thanksgiving. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Let's read the Amplified Version. What does the Amplified Version say? Do you have that? The Amplified Version. Who has the Amplified Version? They have it. It says, Be earnest and unworried and steadfast in your prayer, in your prayer life, being both alert and intent in your praying with thanksgiving. Being alert and intent in your praying with thanksgiving. Be alert and intent in your praying even in thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Who has another version? Do you have the NLT? There's another version that says be persistent and devoted. Who has that? There's another version that says be persistent. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Another version. Never stop praying. Never stop praying. But there's one particular one that I'm interested in. It says, be persistent and devoted to prayer. Being alert and focused. Does it say be persistent? What, vers- what, what version is that? The Amplified Version. Okay. So, this one says, be persistent and devoted to prayer. Being alert and focused in your prayer life with an attitude of thanksgiving. Be persistent and devoted to prayer. Be persistent. Continue. You have another version. What does it say? Wow. Be persistent in prayer and keep alert as you pray. Wow. Be persistent in prayer and keep alert as you pray. Keep alert. What? I don't know who you are watching. But keep alert as you pray. It says be persistent in prayer. Sarita, be persistent. What does persistent mean? Can somebody give me the definition of persistent? Be persistent. It means to be constant. To be constant. What does the dictionary give? What the definition does the dictionary give? Continue firmly or obstinately in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Continue firmly. Another word is continually. So continue firmly or Obstinately in a course of action. Continue firmly. That is persistent. To persist. It means that there is difficulty to endure. Over a long period of time. To continue to exist or to endure. To endure. That means praying, praying. It, it involves endurance to be able to pray. Do you understand? 
It says continue firmly or abstinently. Abstinently means stubbornly refusing to, to yield or to bow or to control, not giving in. Trying to lose something, even though, trying to do something, even though it's difficult. Listen very carefully. This is about prayer. Michael, do you hear the word of God? This is about prayer. To continue persistently. To persist. What are the other words about continue, uh, to uh, persist? Persistent. Enduring tenaciously. Enduring tenaciously. I'm talking about prayer. Enduring tenaciously. Not giving in. He says, not, he says, unyielding. In spite of the difficulty. All the opposition. That is why he's saying, be alert. Be watchful. Amen. Amen. You see, I don't know about you, but how many of you think that you experience difficulty in prayer? It is difficult to pray. Do you have any idea why? You see, it is actually easier for people or for someone to actually wake up in the morning, iron your clothes, take a shower, brush your teeth, dress, and make breakfast and eat, and then travel, actually come down from your house and sit in a car or on a train or walk to a subway and come to church and stay here for all day. It is easier for you to do that than to pray. You can do that easily than to pray for one hour. It will be easy for you to do, go through all of this and come here and stay here all day and do choir rehearsals than for you to get up and pray for one hour or even 30 minutes or even 15 minutes or even five minutes or even three minutes. It will be difficult. Some of you, it will be difficult for you alone to sustain yourself in prayer for three minutes. I'm telling you. If there's any area in our Christian life where we find difficulty is in the area of prayer. If there's any area in our prayer life. Sometimes you'll find someone who does so many things in the house of God. They lift things, heavy things. They move things. They carry things. They clean. They do all kinds of things. But when it comes to prayer, you can't find such a person. When it comes that we are coming to pray, you can't find such a person. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, you can't find such a person. Have you wondered why? Amen. <laughs> Let us spoil this message. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, it is the area that the enemy resists you the most. It is the area that the enemy opposes you the most. 
So anytime he says continue in prayer, he says be alert. Be watchful. He says watch and pray. Keep your eye on him and pray. Be alert and pray. He will resist you. He will oppose you. Hallelujah. We must persist. He says we must do it with persistence. In spite of the opposition. In spite of the difficulty. It means that there's, there are all kinds of opposition to, 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 to neutralize the effort that you make even to pray. All kinds of opposition. You see, all kinds of things begin to happen when you start to pray. All kinds of things. All kinds of things. Number one thing that begins to happen is sleep. Sleep. Number one, sleep. Some of you, you say you're having difficulty sleeping. You have trouble sleeping. You have trouble falling asleep. You, you, you. Just start praying, you will sleep. Just start praying, you will sleep. Have you wondered why? It's the area that the enemy opposes you the most. You see, the enemy will not oppose you in fasting. You can put your stomach down. Oh, I'm not eating for 12 hours. You can do that easily, but you can pray. I say you can pray. True or not true? You say fast. We're doing 21-day fasting. You will do 21, 6 to 6 every day. You will pray zero, zero. <laughs> Amen. Zero, zero. But in spite of all the opposition, in spite of all the difficulties, we must continue in prayers. We must persist in prayers. Hallelujah. You know, life in this country, especially in New York, does not help your prayer life at all. It doesn't help your prayer life. Life in this country does not help your prayer life at all. But in spite of all of that, in spite of all of this, in spite of all the busy activities that are happening in your life, in spite of all the things that the enemy will bring in your life, especially in this country, to occupy you, you ought to continue in prayer. Hallelujah. God wants to talk to you all the time. God wants you to talk to him all the time. And the enemy knows the benefits of talking to God all the time. He knows. He understands what it means when you continue to talk to God all the time. Hallelujah. He knows that. But the Bible says continue in prayer. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. It says, praying always, praying always with all prayer and supplication or and petition in the spirit. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And doing what? And watching. Watching. You have to watch. You always have to watch and pray. And watching thereunto. With all perseverance. Perseverance. In prayer, you ought to persevere. There's no place where we ought to persevere in fasting. Watch in fasting. You can fast. Isn't fasting difficult? But you fast. You'll be hungry, but you are letting it go. 
You are fasting. But you see, opening your mouth to pray. Which one is more difficult? Be hungry or prayer? We must persist. I said we must persist. It says, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. We live in a land where people don't seem to have a need for prayers. We live in a land where we don't need prayers for a lot of things. Do you understand? We don't need prayers for a lot of things. But we ought to be conscious and persevere. Even though you don't have to pray for the next breakfast, continue in prayers. There was a time in your life where you have to pray for your next meal. And prayer used to come like that. Amen. Amen. I said there was a period in your time where you ought to pray for your next meal. And you just were praying like that. For a lot of you, if it wasn't for your problems, you will never pray. Oh, yes. For a lot of you, if it wasn't because you have problems, you will never pray. You will never pray. And God knows that. God knows that. Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 17 and verse 11. We just read the scripture and then we will go home. We will end here. Luke chapter 17 and verse 11. Luke chapter 17. He says, And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. They knew Jesus was coming. They have lined themselves ten men. I've never seen ten lepers together before. (laughs) But they... (laughs) to come together, form a church, (laughs) a church of lepers. He says, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Jesus, master, have mercy on us. They're praying fervently. Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Jesus, master, have mercy on us. You see, when we have problems, we pray. Don't we pray? My sister, what's your name again? Jennifer. 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 I gave you number two. Jennifer number two. Because I have number one already. So I have to have number two. So that I can. Jennifer, when we have problems, don't we pray? Oh, yes. When you see people are being laid off on your job, your colleagues are being laid off. And they are calling some of them to the office and they are giving them pink letters. Don't you begin to pray? When they have laid you off and you are home and you see the bank account going down and the last rent is approaching. And no interview, no interview. You begin to pray. So these people were praying. They were praying. They were praying. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. You see, when God does something for you, he knows he has done something for you. When God gives you a job, when you are crying and God gives you a job, he knows he has given you a job. 
When God gives you food on your table, he knows he has given you food on the table. So he says, when they went, one of them, he says they, they were healed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. One of them, out of the ten. Remember the first scripture we read? What did he say? No, the first very scripture we read under prayer. What did we say? Colossians chapter 4. What did he say? Don't lose this one. Okay, what did he say? Continue in prayer. And watch. In the same with what? Thanksgiving. Continue in prayer and watch with the same with thanksgiving. I said, if the enemy can do anything, can take anything away from you, take prayer away from you, including prayer of thanksgiving. So it says, I said, don't lose that scripture, please. Come back. It says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice, glorifying God, praying to God, in thanksgiving, thanking God. So the next verse, it says, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him what? Thanks. Praying. Thanking him. Glory to you. Glory to you. If you have not been by my side, when all the women were passing me by because I was a leper. I was single. All the men around, they walk around me like I was not even a woman. If it wasn't for the law, he came back. She alone, she was praying. How many of you have married and you come back praying and thanking God and give, even coming here to give thanks? I've officiated some few weddings, but I've not seen one that has come here to give thanks that God gave me a husband. God gave me a wife. I'm not even talking about the women because the men also need wives. So you see, it says this one person, he came back, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. He was not even a Jew. And then he says, and Jesus answering said, I said, when God does something for you, he knows he has done something for you. He knows there were ten. He said, Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Where are the nine? Were there not ten of you? Where are the nine? You see, we are quick to pray for our needs. We, are, we, we pray when we are in trouble. We pray when we have a need for God. We are fervently praying. We are prayer warriors. We join the prayer warriors. We become a prayer warrior. We are here all night. Fervently praying when we have a need. But when the need is met. When the need is met. When the need is met. So Jesus is saying, were there not ten cleansed? Were there not ten cleansed? Were there not ten of you? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory. Save this stranger. That means we couldn't find any amongst them that came back glorifying God, thanking God in prayers, except this stranger. Verse 19, and he said unto him, Arise, go, thy faith hath made thee whole. Amen. One person. Only one. 
Only one return. Only one continuing in prayer. In prayer of thanksgiving. But it says continue in prayer. Continue in prayer. And in thanksgiving. Watch. Watch. Else you will not thank God. Else you will not pray. Watch. That after that problem has been solved, that you will continue to pray. That you continue to thank him. After he has taken that problem away. So many people easily pray when they have problems. So is it fair for me to say that your problems are good for you? Because your problems, they teach you how to pray. They teach you to remain in prayer. Amen. Your problems are good for you. Your problems, some of you don't know how to pray. Wait until certain problems come. You will find scriptures. You will pray. When God does something for you, he expects that you acknowledge it and continue in prayer to thank him. Amen. Sometimes our problems are very good for us. Sometimes our problems teaches us, our problem teaches us how to pray. It will teach you how to pray. Amen. Oh no, I, I, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Amen. I know what I'm talking about. You see, this woman here, she had certain problems. And she learned how to pray certain prayers. She searched certain scriptures. She prayed. And I know that that problem taught her how to pray, particularly in that problem. And I have seen the effect of that. There was a woman in this church. She had a child. And after that child, she couldn't have another one. She couldn't have another one. She couldn't have another one. And then she came to talk about that. And then they arranged, she says, every, I think, Tuesday morning or Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? Call, and then we will pray. We will pray. And you will see in her Bible the areas of her lamentation concerning that area. Because she, God has placed her in that area before. And she has learned certain prayers. And so she was praying with this woman, praying with this woman. Boom, the next thing the woman says, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. You see, but you see, I mean, by the grace of God, the woman, certain challenges, and but she had a beautiful child. But she didn't come back to thank God. She didn't come back to thank God. Even after that, that was the end of her. She didn't come back. Many occasions. You know, let me tell you, God places certain problems in our lives for a reason. But when God has answered that prayer, let us remember. He says, watch and pray in thanksgiving. Watch and pray in thanksgiving. Come back and pray. Some of you, God has given you certain problems. And he's teaching you how to pray. And out of that, you become a minister in that area. And your prayers in that area will be supernatural. People will come to you in that area of problem, and that problem will be solved. That problem will be solved. People will come to you in that area. You will direct them, do this, go here, do this. Let's pray, let's do this. That problem will be solved. I'm telling you. I am telling you. But remember, remember. And sometimes God also wants you to know the source, the real source, where it came from. The real source. You see, those things, let me tell you, if you are not careful, you will not know because that is why it says, 
in that thanksgiving, you ought to be watchful. Watch, be alert, be conscious, be awake, and see. Because the enemy will scratch it, and then you'll find even different meanings for these things. But continue in prayer. I said continue in prayer. Your problems are good for you. I say your problems, they are good for you. I'm sorry to say that. They are good for you. That is why God says that for you, he says, if you love God, then all things, everything that's happening to you is happening for a good reason. Amen. Amen. I think our time is up. But um, we want to end here. And then we'll continue next time we meet. I don't you clap for Jesus and stand to your feet. Continue in prayer. Continue in prayer. Continue. Continue in prayer. Continue in prayer. Continue in prayer. Continue in prayer. Continue. Do not cease to pray. Do not cease in your prayers. Continue fervently in prayers. In your troubles, in your affiliations, in your afflictions, continue in prayer. Continue in prayer. Persist in prayer. Be persistent in your prayer. Through the opposition, through the difficulty, through the challenges, through the tiredness, through the sleepiness. Yes, during the time of prayers, all kinds of things are happening. But persist, persist. Be alert. Be alert that these things are happening to stop you from praying. These things are happening to stop you from giving thanks. They are happening to stop you from praying. But continue in prayer. Continue in prayer. Continue to pray. Let not the enemy take away prayer from you. Let not the enemy take away the ability to continue to talk to the Lord. Do not let the enemy take it away from you. He said, praying with all kinds of praying, with all supplications, with all petitions, in every day that you wake up, wherever you are, be persistent in your prayer. Continue ye in prayer. Continue in prayer. Continue in prayer. Oh, yes. I will never return. I'll close the door. I will walk the path. I will the race. And I will never be the same. Away the dark.
Bend away the tough Find our way to God And burn the flame To glorify your name guiding and leading us into your word. We pray, Lord, for the prayerful spirit. Father, we pray against all the things that stand in our way, the forces that stand in our way, the things that prevent us from praying. Lord, revive our prayer life. Tonight, revive our prayer life. As a church, revive our prayer life. In the name of Jesus. Father, not only shall we pray in our afflictions, but may we pray also in thanksgiving. In the name of Jesus. Give us, oh God, that heart, oh God. Give us, oh God, that spirit. That praise, even in our joy. That praise when we are rejoicing. Father, to continue in our prayers. To pray when we are in need and to pray to thank you when you meet our needs. We are grateful and thankful. Give us the spirit of the one Samaritan, the one leper that returned to give thanks. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tonight, if you are here, you are not born again, you want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You want to give your life to Jesus. You are saying, I'm not born again. I want to receive salvation. 
I want to invite Jesus Christ into my life. If that is you, lift up your hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? You want to pray? You want to pray a simple prayer to receive salvation? Father, we are thankful and grateful for the gift of salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus? We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.